Gabe, I'm tired of old movies. Well, let's watch some new ones. Yeah, maybe like a mini-sode or something? Dude, are you reading my mind? That's exactly what I was thinking. Let's go to the movies! Hey there, and welcome <laughs> to Rewind a Cinema, the podcast where we usually go back in time, but today, we didn't feel like it. We didn't freaking feel like it, alright? So we're gonna stay right here in this time, in this, mm. this now, this when, mm-hmm. and we're gonna review a movie for you called Dunkirk. The enemy tanks have stopped. Why? Why waste precious tanks when they can pick us off from the air like fish in a barrel? There are 400,000 men on this beach. Kirk. I'm not going back. There's no hiding from this sun. We have a job to do. If we go there, we'll die. I was interested where you were going because you started out very Vincent Price and <laughs> then moved uh, to like, I don't know, a generic action star. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, it just comes out. Yeah. I, I can't really control it. You can't control the it's... ghost of Vincent Price when it's inside of you. <laughs> no, when he is around, you <laughs> let him speak. Yeah. <laughs> or you will learn better. Yes, I am Matt Morris. Matt Morris. That's Matt Morris. I'm Matt Morris. My name is Gabe Whitehurst. Yes. And we are Rewind Cinema. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks a lot. So um, we saw Dunkirk last night. Mm-hmm. In New York City at a, at a like a press only screening, we were invited to. Yeah. Uh, it was Christopher Nolan was actually sitting next to me. Yeah, yeah, he was next to us. He, he was like, "Hey guys, give me notes." Is he British? <laughs> uh, I think uh, he is British. Give me yeah. some note. Take notes on this for me. Um, we're gonna go back to the the cutting room floor and yeah. uh, change it. And he was like putting his hand on my knee. Yeah, and it was very uncomfortable. It was weird. Like I felt him touch my earlobe at one point. Yeah, like his arm was around your shoulder. <laughs> but he was like twi- twiddling yeah. my earlobe. <laughs> yeah. I knew he was cheating. We had a weird night. Yeah. Uh, no, we actually paid to go see it. Of course, like yeah. to uh, two, 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 two schmoes. Two schmoes. We weren't invited to anything. So, 
Uh, but we are here to discuss this movie for you. Yes, right now. yes. Uh, this movie was directed by Christopher Nolan, mentioned before. It stars Tom Hardy, Kenneth Branagh, Fionn Whitehead, Harry Styles, mm. Mark Rylance. Oh, I love Mark Rylance so Mark much. Mark Rylance is great. Great. I in this movie. love him. He's so good. Yes. Uh, Allied soldiers from Belgium, the British Empire, and France are surrounded by the German army and evacuated during a fierce battle in World War II. I listened to a uh, short 17-minute description of what Dunkirk actually was in a historical context. It's very interesting. This is based on real events uh, from World War II. Uh, France was being pushed back because Hitler was moving into France at the time. And this obviously takes place in a city called Dunkirk. There are 400,000 uh, English, uh, Belgium, uh, Belgian and French troops that are on this, des- or this uh, beach, essentially. And they can't really get to these destroyers because their uh, dock was destroyed. And so crazy stuff happens. They have to enlist a ton of people to come help them. And if that hadn't happened, a lot of people speculate that Hitler would have taken over Britain France taking hmm. over all of Europe and probably would have won the war because they ended up saving 300,000 of these 400,000 men. Yeah, really strange. I read an article yesterday before we saw it that said that one of Hitler's regrets about World War II, <laughs> which... I have so many regrets. <laughs> I, if, I mean, I, I hope he had some before yeah. he blew his head off. <laughs> if he blew his head off. Are you saying Hitler's still alive? I mean, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but one of his regrets is that I think he he basically said like we were too too easy on the British at yeah. Dunkirk that yeah. because they as they they mention it once in the film but they don't really go into historically why but the the British uh, were surrounded as you said on all sides and they stopped their the Germans stopped their tanks mm-hmm. and just didn't go invade and kill them all um, in the movie they say it's so they can get air support in there and blow them away I think the real reason though was just that they. And this is so vague, so don't don't take my word. But I think they wanted to preserve some idea or semblance of um, peace, like for the future, like they, so they could have talks, basically, mm-hmm. to negotiate with Britain, to just to be like, hey, we didn't annihilate you at Dunkirk, yeah. So talk to us about blank. So I don't, I'm not a historian, but yeah, that's one of Hitler's uh, <laughs> regrets. <laughs> if you yeah. asked me this morning if I thought I would wake up and talk about Hitler's regrets. <laughs> I, I would have said no. <laughs> I talk about them at least once a day. Uh, the guy that I, I listened to, uh, Colin Moriarty, if you don't know who that is, you can look up his videos. He has some interesting political opinions, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, he said basically that Hitler called off the troops because he also didn't want to sacrifice his own men. Uh, and he thought that morale back home would be damaged if he ended up throwing away mm. hundreds of thousands of lives on trying to kill mm. these soldiers in Dunkirk. Sure, okay. So I could see both of those being true. Maybe it was a mix of both. We'll never know. Hitler, if you're still alive, please let us know. <laughs> we could know. We could just read a book and do some work. But That's true. We're, Matt, let's but, face it. You and I will never know. <laughs> but Colin mentioned that it's kind of speculation because nobody really knows what Hitler's motivations were. They only okay. really know that he regretted it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's pretty much it for the history. There's not a lot to spoil about this movie, per se. Uh, it is based on true events, but I think these are probably fictional stories within that event. Uh, possibly. I don't know if they were real. There are some things in the end that I don't want to spoil, but we'll make sure to say that we're going to spoil things, and we'll play our little sound clip, so no worry about that. General thoughts right now. Okay, what did you think of Dunkirk? Uh, I, I thought it was good. It's, I mean, I, 
I'm not going to be too quick. I have a real problem. Just like you have a problem with long movies, I have a real problem with just jumping to praise. Mm-hmm. I love Christopher Nolan. So no one get me wrong here. I think he's incredible. He's one of my favorite directors. Um, this is a this is a great film. I just uh, I saw it once. I don't know if I'll see it again. Not because it was hard for me to watch. Not because it took this emotional toll. But it is a uh, incredibly creative and beautiful film. But it is this for all the tension that's in it. It's a quiet, ponderous, um, sad hopeful i don't know it's weird it's it's a lot of things mm-hmm. and there I, I guess what i'm saying is without sounding trying to sound like a dumb american who just th- thinks everything is kick-ass mm-hmm. once you you have to have things that are kick-ass there's not a lot of action even though the movie's all action what yeah. i mean is there's not a lot of um character development which is fine i'm not critiquing it for that I, I, it doesn't bother me yeah but um i didn't leave like I left the Dark Knight, thinking like, "Oh my gosh, this was that was incredible." Yeah. Um, but it was good. I really I enjoyed watching it. It's a beautiful piece of filmmaking for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but that that's all, all I want to say right now. Yeah, I mean that's what I appreciated about it. Honestly, is there isn't that braggadociousness. There's right. not that one character who comes in and solves everyone's problems. This isn't about the characters. It's Correct. about Dunkirk. It's about the event, uh, which I, I thought was very interesting because we don't see that very often. We always People always want to see that one character who comes mm-hmm. in and kills 50,000 bad guys <laughs> and is just a badass and lights everything on fire and there's explosions. There are plenty of explosions. There is plenty of gunfire in this movie and it was tense all the way through. And what I also appreciate is that the tension makes you crave the silence. So you very rarely mm-hmm. get silence in this movie. There's yeah. maybe, maybe 15, 20 minutes of quiet or happiness in this movie. Everything else is very dark very tense and Hans Zimmer's score in this movie is remarkable. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily music, right? It <laughs> is, uh, it's a ticking clock. It's like grinding metal, uh, really staccato violins that mm-hmm. can make that tension, just ratchet that tension up really high. Yeah. yeah. And the interesting thing about the score is that there is this ticking clock motif throughout the entire soundtrack. And uh, if you love ticking clocks, you're gonna love this movie. But uh, it it basically if you're Captain Hook, don't see this film. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> Stay away. Stupid. Yeah, uh, he, he, it starts pretty much in the beginning. This ticking clock, and it goes throughout the entire movie. And then we get to the end, which I don't want to talk about what happens, but it just stops suddenly. And you're like, ah, yes, the mm. tension is released. Mm-hmm. Everything's over. Yeah, uh, which was I think incredibly ingenious. And also visually, I think this movie is just absolutely stunning. Beautiful. We didn't see it in 70 millimeter. We didn't see it in IMAX, which I've, everyone is like, you have to see it in IMAX, which is just like, Whatever. You okay, yeah, maybe if you want to, that's yeah. fine. But <laughs> yeah. You do not have to see this movie in IMAX. We saw it in probably one of the worst screens I've ever really seen in New York. Really small, random theater, yeah. Very small, lots of seats, obviously built in like the 20s. It's the AMC Lowe's 19, if you know where that is. Uh, <laughs> Just throw them Union under the bus Square. there. <laughs> uh, it's fine. They know it, dude. They know their theater's 100 years old. That's true. They do need to update it. They do. Uh, but you do not need to see it that way. The color grading was gorgeous. It looks like a vintage photograph. Everything is very washed out. It's yeah. very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really appreciated that. It's beautiful, and it's really cool because the, as far as I know, things certainly looked real to me. Like the even the planes too. I don't I don't know if there's CGI. I don't know if there's a lot of it, but uh, the planes that they used are 
I believe, real planes. Mm-hmm. When they go down, they're it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, yeah, very pretty to watch. Mm-hmm. Very, very pretty. Very impressive, as Nolan movies always are always in terms are. of visuals. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the story? Uh, do you mean the historical event or, or, or the sort of the... The script. I, I, so the, there's not a lot of dialogue in this movie, mm-hmm. um, which is great. I, that's fine. I don't, I don't need that. Uh, I liked it. I, I love that they focus on Mark Rylance and these two young boys, his son and his son's friend. Um, when they put out the call to these British civilians to go save these men, uh, they just go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole community just gets on their boats and goes. And so they focus on this one family and they focus on these pilots, these two pilots that are friends up in the air fighting the war there. They focus on a small group of soldiers on the beach. Um, I liked it. It was, it was filmed in, in an odd way. Very, mm-hmm. That's why I said it was creative earlier. Uh, the timeline, not the timeline. What, what's the word there? It's uh, timeline. There are three separate timelines. Yeah, and, and it, it goes back and forth without you knowing it. Yeah. And then you catch on and it's fine. We're smart enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might be confused. I think that's why some people don't like it. Right. Yeah. Because um, I, I was confused the first time it happened and I said, oh, kind of like you said, like, oh, okay, a minute ago this was happening and now it's just showing it from a, it's showing it from a different angle from a different time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the story was, was good. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it, there's, it's hard to talk about because there's not like... This is about the event. This is about two guys fighting in the air, a yeah. group of men fighting on the, or not fighting, waiting on the beach, mm-hmm. and then this family going to rescue these men. So yeah, it was good. Yeah, so there, there are three timelines. There's what they call the mole, which I think is like a blockade on the water is what that is. Yeah, yeah, waiting on Which is a dock. week. So it's a week out from the final event of this movie, mm-hmm. and that's where the young guys are. So that's where Harry Styles is and uh, Fionn Whitehead, are kind of yeah. the main guys in that story, as well as Kenneth Branagh. He's uh, like a captain that's making sure that everyone gets on the boats. So that's a week long. The second one is the sea, which is, as you mentioned, the civilians who were asked to come out with their private boats to take men directly off the beach because the destroyers can't get on the beach because they will get stuck. So these little boats, these little dinkies, they can take out there and grab you know, 20 or 30 men and take them either back home directly or take them to a ship. And then there is the heir, which is Tom mm-hmm. Hardy, and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, but there's two pilots. Jack Loudon. Jack Loudon. Loudon. Um, Loudon. There are two pilots, which is an hour before cool. the final event. Yeah. And so it was confusing at first, but what I appreciate about Nolan is that he did trust us. He said, I'm not going to have anybody stand around and tell you the plot. I'm not going to feed it to you. Yeah, which happens in so many movies. Sure. You get to the third act. And then the freaking bad guy comes up and is like, huh, I was watching you from afar for 10 years and I love your mother and I want to kill you and yeah. I'm going to do that. But this movie didn't do that at all. We don't know anybody's names really, which I like. It's refreshing. Yeah, that's true. Which that's the main criticism. People are like, there's no character development, but it's not about the characters, bros. Right. It's not. It's, it's not about the characters. It's about this day yeah. and this crazy, terrible thing that happened. Yeah. Um. People might be disappointed too because while this mo- the whole movie is tension, the mm-hmm. whole movie is action. Yeah. But I will say this was not some epic historical battle, right? Like there what there there is it's men escaping. It's not a war. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So there there are planes that are bombing ships. A lot of ships go down. 
Uh, planes get are getting shot out of the air. Those scenes are great, intense. So if you're going into this wanting like a big war movie, it is a war movie. It is about the day, the event, but uh, and and it's very tense, and you're on the edge of your seat. But it's hard to describe. It's like mm-hmm. the the word boring does not work. But no. I can see how someone could come away from this and be like, it was boring, even yeah. though you, even though you're so tense the whole time because you've been conditioned to want right car chases and exactly so superheroes um, and yeah that's that's why it's a it's an interesting film to talk about because it is yeah. different yeah uh as far as performances go i thought across the board everyone was sure. incredible i did not feel one weak link even the extras which no one has been knocked down before if you remember the dark knight uh yeah that's uh, one of my problems with the fairies <laughs> yep uh that was terrible terrible that's, that's the only really bad part of that film for me was the, yeah. with those terrible extras uh sorry if you're listening but uh <laughs> in this movie everyone was very convincing and it is that's such an amazing skill to oh be yeah able to command yeah two three hundred people i'm sure tons of people were made with cgi to make it look like there were more on the beach than there were yeah but and you just have to be thankful if you get a shot like i was watching there's these big sweeping shots of men ducking yeah for some reason we have like that human impulse to duck yeah i guess which is maybe they're probably trained maybe it'll help you survive i don't know how that could help you survive talking about when the bombs come down yeah when get on the ground every time every time a plane flies by the men duck and so you know Nolan or someone is standing off the side with a giant duck. Yeah. Duck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and when it works, you've got to be so thankful because mm-hmm. it just it looked great. And uh but you're right, the extras did a really good job. So authentic. Mm-hmm. And and it's good because they don't less about character development, right? Yeah. In the Dark Knight, the stupid idiots on this ferry, you have to learn all about them and they're yeah. so emotional and I have a family. <laughs> you pull it you do it and it's yeah. just bah, these guys it, 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 you yeah. don't you don't see any of you that you get to fill in the gaps yeah these people all have families we know that that's what they're fighting to get home for yeah uh, if I had to like nitpick things about this movie I review this on Letterboxd I give it five stars I have no problem jumping to praise for this movie I think it's incredible it's my favorite movie this year knocked get out out of the way wow number one. I'm impressed I love Dunkirk but Nolan has this tendency to crave authenticity so much that Mm. he sacrifices um, the ability to hear things. So that was a problem with Bane in Dark Knight Rises. Uh, At first, you couldn't understand him at all. He was not intelligible, and people complained. And so he made it a little bit better. And it's still kind of hard to hear sometimes. In this movie, Tom Hardy, again, is an air pilot. (laughs) <laughs> and he has to put on this mask to talk to somebody back at yeah. the base. There's a radio. He has to talk to his fellow, uh, you know, uh, fighter that's next to him, Jack Loudon or whatever his name was. Um, and it was really hard to understand. And some people, I think, will probably think that that's like on purpose. It's mm. supposed to be disorienting, which I get. I understand that angle. Uh, for me, though, I would have preferred they'd been able to hear what they said. Yeah, um, and I they do could th- have done that. They could have focused on that, and they yeah, didn't. they could have cleared that up in posts. Yeah, um, that bothered me. Um, and then also the fact that there is so little dialogue became annoying sometimes. I didn't need to hear. I got a wife back home and a little baby counting on me to get back, so that's mm-hmm. why I got to go. Yeah. But there were just some times where there were odd silences, and I don't know how wars go. I don't know what people talk about in this kind of situation. Are they all silent? Maybe. Are they? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but there are some moments throughout the film, and I, I, I'm not going to name any just to like, you know, 
I can't think of any for A at the moment, but B, just like I don't want to like talk about the events too much. Uh, is just like I would like to see a little bit more talking, a little bit more, uh, especially in that scene where they're getting shot at in the in the ship that was washed up on shore. Yes, it was very tense. Yeah, and there were some moments where there were like outbursts of emotion and stuff like that, but. I think that there was some time for a little bit of lightheartedness in there almost, but who knows? It's a war. But those are really, really nitpicky things. Like I said, five stars. So for me, it's like really hard to think about things I didn't like. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's hard for me because I, I don't want to say five stars because I did, I did dislike this movie in a way that I can't really vocalize, but I also like and appreciate it so I, i'm never going to come out and say this is a bad movie it's not a bad movie at all it's an amazing movie mm-hmm. and you should sit, sit down and watch it um i just don't know it's 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 just hard to describe um on a tiny nitpicky thing i would have liked to see more civilian ships coming to rescue these guys yeah they emphasize that there's three hundred thousand men on this beach mm-hmm. and you don't see that until the very end of the movie you see yeah. a long sweeping shot of like line after line of men on like miles of beach. So it's a big, big area. But when the ships arrive, there's only like 30, mm-hmm. you know. And Could have come in after them. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. just one of those dumb things, but maybe like one shot of... Like 300 boats. Or yeah, whatever. like a big giant bird's eye view of like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that would have been cool just to show how epic the scale. this yeah. rescue was um, and how, how special it was. So that was really... A tiny, that's just like one tiny thing. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's good. Okay. I do want to talk about the last scene. So uh, those are spoilers. So we're going to go into spoilers right now. Hey, Snake kills Dumbledore. So I thought that this last sequence was absolutely beautiful. So we think about the three storylines here. There's the land, there's the sea, and there's the air. Yeah. They all come together, they converge in the last 10 minutes in this movie. And we've been following these two kids that are just trying to get off Dunkirk any way possible. They are not interested in fighting, they're not interested in staying, they want to get home. And I empathize with that because it's probably terrifying to be in a war. But then you have somebody as badass as Tom Hardy, like no fuel, flying around, <laughs> taking out fighters left and right. Yeah. And one of the things I thought about in the movie was, I was like, why didn't he just parachute? And so I did some research and people, a lot of people were saying like, it's too low. If you parachute, mm, your parachute wouldn't die. open all the way and you would just fall and die. Mm. Some people also said that he needed to land the plane and burn it because Germans would capture planes, learn about our technology, learn about mm. weak spots in planes. Makes sense. And he ends up doing that. So both of those things make sense to me. At the time, I was like, why didn't he just, you know, do this? Because I understand what war is like, so I understand what you're supposed to do. Uh, and then, yeah, so he, he, he runs out of fuel. And there's this last moment in the movie where there's a bomber coming for the guys on the beach that are trying to get on these ships. And you're like, ah, dang, Tom Hardy's out of fuel. His other pilots down, Uh, you know, a thousand, two thousand guys are going to die right now. Yeah. And you end up seeing Tom Hardy coming back, sacrificing himself. He probably could have gone for a better landing somewhere else, but he comes back, uses the last bit of fuel, takes this plane down, goes all the way to the end of the beach and gets captured. And what I thought was especially poignant about this movie is that those two guys that were trying to get away the whole time get to come home to this victory parade. All these people praising mm-hmm. them for just getting home. That's yeah. what they say. Like, yeah. you got home. That's enough. While Tom Hardy lands his plane, 
gets captured by Germans. He's the guy that ended up killing 10 people flying planes that mm-hmm. could have killed thousands and thousands of more guys. So for me, that was very powerful because I think they're trying to make the point that we don't always see who the hero is. Sure. Which I thought was very emotional and very good. I love the end of this movie. Yeah, I really... If I, if I see it again, that's why I want mm-hmm. to see it. I want to watch the last 30 minutes. It's an amazing sequence. And I didn't even... I was so like emotionally invested in it. And I didn't appreciate it kind of until I got home and I was thinking about it. But it's this just this gorgeous like sequence of Tom Hardy flying this plane. The propeller's not running. It's very quiet. Mm-hmm. He's just gliding through the air. And uh, he's so calm and resigned. And the sun is setting. So it's reflecting off this water on the beach. Mm-hmm. And his plane, you think he's like maybe going to crash at one point. He kind of starts to like quickly pull the pull this handle that uh drops the landing gear but every time you you know crank it it brings yeah it's like stuck a little bit yeah like brings the wheels down a little bit more a little bit more so i I was like oh man he he might crash but it's very quiet and there's music in the background he gets the the landing gear down and he just softly lands on this beach and as you said he gets out he shoots a flare gun lights it on fire and then all you see of him is him watching the plane and these men come into frame and like shake him and take him off frame Mm -hmm. So the Germans got him. And then when the boys get back home, it was emotional and beautiful because they are, they're like ashamed. Yeah. Uh, they're, cause they know that there are guys like Tom Hardy that. Yeah. And well, and fighting. they, ju- and they know that they didn't, that they, they were defeated. Yeah. And so they think they're going to get back home and get sort of like chided and ridiculed by people. And they lift up their heads on this train and there's all the, you know, this, this welcome party. And this mm-hmm. guy, is banging on the window and they think he's mad, but he hands him a beer and it's just this beautiful picture of community and home. And the fact that these civilians just willingly sacrifice themselves, that they, they left home to go to war and pick these guys up and bring them back. And you're right. The guy says you, you made it home and that's enough. Mm -hmm. And it's just so, it was so like beautiful to watch the love there, like of, I don't know, it just it's established this human connection that we don't get a lot. Mm-hmm. We don't get reminded of a lot yeah. in, in these dark times. Like, it's just cool to see. So all these people are so happy, overjoyed, and it was, it was just beautiful. The end of it was worth it, yeah. for sure. And that's also when the clock stops ticking, right? Yeah. So they get, on this, they get on the train, and the clock is still going tick, 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 and it's like so fast at this point. And then uh, Harry Styles sits down. His uh, Fionn Whitehead sits down. Fionn Whitehead lays his head down, cuts back to Harry Styles. Clock is still ticking. Cuts back to Fionn Whitehead, and he's asleep, and it just stops yeah. right there. So that's like the first moment of rest for these guys. Right. Um, yeah, really powerful film. And Tom Hardy, for a guy where you could only see his eyes for an hour of the film. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was amazing, man. Yeah. I think he's a great actor. Yeah, he did, he did a good job. He yeah. didn't he didn't have a lot to work with, but he was there. Yeah. And there's he, so much um, expressiveness in mm-hmm. his face. You go see Bronson, also another good <laughs> yeah. portrayal of his also acting skill. Also incredible acting skill. Yep. Um so it was it, it is a interesting very very beautiful movie, but if you go into it wanting an action a war movie, if you want Saving Private Ryan, you're going to be really disappointed. Mm-hmm. One reviewer, I thought it was a good review. I disagree with him because it was sort of harsh, but he said, "This is Dunkirk is the movie that your dad falls asleep to on the couch. <laughs> that was yeah. his review. 
And I can see that. Yeah. If you watch it with that mindset, I just encourage you, if you want to go see it, you never have to watch it again. You should definitely at least go see it once. In theaters. In theaters, if you yeah. can, yeah. And uh, But just know that it's going to take, it's going to ask you to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's going to ask you to, to be a human and to have some feeling and to pay attention. And uh, that's, I think, why this reviewer was disappointed because he, he didn't get Transformers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I'm sure he's a great reviewer or whatever, but... So he's the guy keeping Transformers alive. <laughs> yeah, so he's the guy who gets that renewed. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, just a side note about seeing it in theaters as well. You you have to see this in theaters because of the sound. We didn't really talk about mm. the sound very much. We yeah. talked about the wow. score. But this movie is loud, and it needs to be, because we need to be disoriented when a plane comes from behind our head and goes over us, because yeah. we need to feel the same way they do. Gunshots are incredibly loud. And yeah, I've seen people say like, oh, but the gunshots were so loud. It's like, that's the point. Yeah, that's. I mean, I get why you don't like it. You don't like loud noises, whatever. But it had its effect on you. It had the. It had the effect that it wanted to. It made you uncomfortable. Uh, it scared you. Whatever it did. Yeah. I saw. I felt Sophie jump at one point when they were in the. <laughs> they were in the. In the ship. In the boat, and it yeah. got shot out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't recommend this movie enough. Like I said, favorite movie of 2017 so far. Uh, it's gonna be hard for anything to dethrone this. But I also said that about Get Out. So yeah, that's who knows? interesting. Um, go see it in theaters. It's going to be out for a while. It's going to be out probably a month and a half, two months. You have plenty of time. Please go see it. I wouldn't mind going to see it again in IMAX, honestly, just to experience it. Yeah, it'd be cool. Um, but that's it for Dunkirk. So thank you for joining us. Um, we probably won't have an episode next week. Gabe is going to California to visit his wife. Oh, woo woo. Um, maybe I can figure something out. Maybe I'll have a guest on for a mini soda or something. I don't know. We might not have one. Uh, but the next week we'll pick up with something. I can't remember what comes out that following week, um, but we, we will talk about a big movie that Wednesday. And uh, that's it. If you want to find us on Facebook or Twitter, where can cool. you get us? You mean we might not have a mini-sode next week? Mini-sode. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was confused. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, no, we'll definitely have a regular schedule. We'll have a, we'll have a normal episode yes. uh, after the first episode of 2004, Butterfly Effect. Awesome. There might not be a mini-sode is what I'm going to say. Awesome, awesome. Yes. Uh, so as Matt was saying, find us uh, Twitter and Facebook, Rewind Cinema Pod. Mm-hmm. And email is rewindcinemapodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you heard in terms of music today, mm-hmm. head over to... Matt? Naturally Anthemali. AKA Natural Anthem. <laughs> Naturalanthem.net. Yep. And that's it for us. And as always, watch in movies. movies.